Hi, my name is Mary Cruz, and welcome to I'm So Glad You Asked, Every Woman Has a Story, and I Want to Hear Yours. Today, I would like to introduce my guest, Genevieve Belt, and we will be discussing inner child healing. But first, let me share a little bit about Jenna. Genevieve is a board-certified and Illinois State licensed acupuncturist. She holds a Bachelor's of Science in Kinesiology and Nutrition from the University of Illinois at Chicago, as well as a Master's of Acupuncture from the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. Genevieve is a registered yoga teacher with over a decade of experience in treating patients through movement and with Ayurvedic-inspired principles of healing. Genevieve is a trained psychic medium and uses her intuitive gifts to connect with her patients and provide them with information to support their physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Genevieve has been published in the Journal of Active Aging for her research and function movement among our aging population. She is passionate about holistic healing through traditional Chinese medicine, along with many other modalities. She values an integrative approach and uses her knowledge in functional medicine, nutrition, biomedicine, and spiritual healing to provide comprehensive care. Jenna came along at the right time in my healing and fertility journey in 2019 when my husband, Mike, bought me an acupuncture session, and the rest is history. Jenna has helped me tremendously with all aspects of healing, physical, emotional, spiritual. I would often ask Jenna how much she charges for therapy because our acupuncture sessions always turned into a deep dive of life and purpose while she stuck healing needles into my body. She has helped me grieve the death of my father, grieve my miscarriages, grieve lost relationships, but she has also helped me connect with my body and open myself up more to be the most authentic version of Mary I know. Above all, she is a great friend, and I'm very honored she's on the podcast today. So hi, Jenna. Hi, Mare. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a nice intro. Oh, well, you're such a wonderful person. And I, 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 wanted, I wanted people to know your incredible background, but also like what you've done for me in my life. And the, oh, my gosh. gosh. Almost four years I've known you. Oh, my gosh. No. It's been almost four years. Isn't that wild? Um, if there's anything else you want to share about yourself before we dive into your story, please go ahead. No, I think you, I mean, you just about covered it all. Aww. I mean, besides the fact that I love you so much and you're an earth angel. Oh, I love and I'm you so, so much. I'm so grateful to have you in my life. Aww. Jenna, I, I absolutely <laughs> feel the same. You are an earth angel to me too. Um, okay, well, I guess let's get started and if you, and take your time, um, but if you would like to share what what is something that has shaped you um, in your life and shaped you into who you are? Yeah, that's, I mean, I guess I would argue that everything has shaped me ever in my life, yeah. but I think that the thing that I have really been on a journey with lately is inner child healing. Yeah, And right, just, you know, kind of understanding that part of myself. Because when we are, we are in our childhood, we're very egocentric because we're learning so much about ourselves, just how to be a human, how to like exist on this earth. And it's not until our adulthoods where we can really look back and have a broader perspective of what happened. Yeah. So I'm going to tell my story about how I got there and how I figured some stuff out and how I'm still figuring some stuff out. Um, and I think it started 
2014 or so. Um, I mean, you know, I was a child before then, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I was born a long time ago. Um, But in 2014, I started to really struggle with my physical health. Um, So it started with like this really severe um, like rash all over my body, like these pain, this painful, I mean, it was everywhere. Oh, um, wow. and so I had, I was seeing all these dermatologists. They didn't really know what it was. They did a biopsies, et cetera. And, and I didn't really get a lot of answers. Um, and then that turned into like, um, immune dysfunction where I was like sick, like really mm. sick all the time. Um, and then that turned into severe neck pain, like neck, shoulder, upper back, numbness in my hands couldn't oh get gosh. out of bed i mean J- josh my husband was having to like lift me up out of bed help me to the bathroom like not the funnest time for a young couple who like we had just moved in together i was just gonna yeah. ask were you were you in college at the time or you just graduated i had just graduated and we had just moved in together i had just had i just put my big girl pants on for the first time mm-hmm. and had like an adult job right like i was i was I was low-key adulting for just a hot second before this all happened. Um, And then that moved into like severe joint pain, severe gastrointestinal issues, and then like literal open ulcerations on my skin all over my body to the point where like I couldn't walk. Um, I didn't go to work for like a month, I think. Um, It was a horrible time. It was horrible. And so during this time i was seeing all these doctors like just trying to figure out what to do and i wasn't getting any answers but like clearly there was something wrong with me right Mm -hmm. like i nobody debated that but everyone was like "Eh, i'm not really sure take all these medications i don't know you know so i um ended up seeing a doctor who then was able to diagnose me with something called bichette syndrome okay which is very rare um, although it's becoming less rare, but um, for from what I understand, most folks that struggle with Bichette's are from the Middle East. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So that was one of the first questions I was asked was, do you have any Middle Eastern heritage? And I am like very like German, Swedish, you know, and I was like, no, I, I don't. Um, so so that was kind of odd. Um, and then most of the folks in the Middle East that are suffering from it are men. So it was kind of another weird anomaly that I was, I'm a woman. Um, So it was like trying to navigate that and figure it out. And it was very scary because a lot, I mean, it can be fatal. So um, it, it, what it, what happens is your blood vessels get systemically inflamed all over your body and that can look like anything. So what I had then realized is I had actually had symptoms for a very long time and just couldn't nail it down because they were everywhere all over my body, right? Like in my eyes, in my mouth, in my gut, in, you know? So, and, and in our Western medical system, we often like compartmentalize. So I've right. seen a gastroenterologist and an ophthalmologist and, a, you know, so on and so forth, right? So nobody came up with the answer because like there was no like cohesiveness to looking at the whole picture. But thankfully this, this particular doctor had um, a colleague who was from the Middle East and had come in, consulted, gave me, and, and started asking me all these questions. Well, do you have this symptom? Well, do you have that? Well, do you have, and I was like, yes, I've had that for so long. Like how, they, how long would you say you would have had those symptoms for? I would say at least since I was 
15, maybe 14, 15, somewhere around there. So like eight years at that point. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so it took a long time to get to that diagnosis. And then once I got it, I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do? What yeah. do I, I'm freaking out. Right. And it was, it sent me into like this really deep depression. Oh. Um, and so I kind of had to like come back from that. And, um, I was able to move into a better space where I then realized like, wait a minute, I'm going to step back into my power and mm -hmm. I'm going to start to go on this healing journey. And I started the Western medical route was not it for me. Right. That's not true for everybody, but that wasn't right. it oh, for yeah, me. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. There's a time and a place that wasn't my, that wasn't my time. That wasn't my place. So I started going down the holistic path and I started getting acupuncture and I started seeing a functional doctor and I started, you know, I was, I was doing all of these things and getting amazing results. Um, Do you mind if I ask a quick question? Please. So where my mind first goes, honestly, and just from having known you now for four years and because of my journey, my mind, the first thing I think of is in 2014, was there something that happened that triggered this all of it. Not, I know you had been having symptoms for so long, but that all of a sudden it just manifested so much at once. So I think that's a really good question. Um, and I would say Thank the you. answer is, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I think about those things now. That's how I, I, I really do want you to know ever since meeting you and working with you, that's how my brain works now is that I think I deeper, you know, that it's not a physical symptom because it's a physical symptom. Sure. What is manifesting? Like what's bubbling underneath? So I hope you don't mind me asking that. Please. I'm just so curious about that. If you mind sharing. Please. Yes. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. I I don't know about at that time particularly, um, but when I was 18, I had um, a particularly traumatic time with a family member who's an alcoholic. Okay. And okay. that, I just really struggled with it. Yeah. And then going into like a college setting where like mm -hmm. right like binge drinking oh, was yeah. the thing and like you're out all night and you're you know you're not really thinking about how like what's you know what's best for my body and my soul oh god no like not at all i it was like all the cookies and all the alcohol oh, yeah. and that was like and all the tacos too i don't know those were like my <laughs> that was the trifecta of things that i lived off of um so it was that was hard so so I was doing physical damage to my body yeah. to some extent. Like I, I need to take accountability for that. Um, but there was this really intense emotional stuff going on in um, my family dynamic. Mm. Um, I had my own personal stuff going on, navigating roommate relationships, navigating love relationships, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then just being under the pressure of being in... Um, like essentially a medical program, you know, like kinesiology is, can be really intense. Um, and I, there what was is like, kinesiology? It is the study of um, the movement of the human body. Oh, okay, cool. so it's, it's really heavy on like the anatomy, the physiology. And there was like a, an essentially like a pre-med track that you could go down with that. And that's kind of the direction that I went. Okay. So it was just intense. Like it was so much pressure on me to be perfect and to be like the smartest and to know how to do things like adult things that I really didn't know how to do. Right. Um, and mental health was not, I think this was still during a time where mental health was kind of stigmatized. 
Um, at least I would agree with that. Right. I I, I mean, I I think there was a little, and I did have, I had a therapist who unfortunately was not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, my feeling on that was that she acted very unprofessionally and uh, eventually like turned me off to, to that. So, so I wasn't getting the support that I needed. Right. Um, so I think that just built up. And this is very common. Actually, we have we have a whole theory about it in Chinese medicine about going through something really difficult and your body just knows like I have to keep my shit together because I cannot fall apart. And then I graduated college and I moved out on my own and I'm living on my own and doing my okay. own thing. And boom, and then my it whole happens. system falls apart. It's like a dam that breaks. Exactly. Which, what, is there a term for the theory? Yes. They call it a kidney yawn collapse. Okay. And I know that doesn't mean anything to no, anybody, the, but it's, it's like, it's a particular diagnosis that essentially just means that like you have, um, this like, you know, yang is like the vitality in your body. And it, it's, you know, you're kind of in this, this fight or flight state for a significant amount of time. And then you reach a point of safety and boom, your body's okay. like, okay, now we're safe enough to deal with all this oh, crap wow. that you just built up. Right. So that I think was really like the culprit. Um, so fast forward a little bit. I, I, by 2015, I had made a huge strides. Like oh, I great. was feeling amazing. I was so, I was like, I, I thought I'm going to, this is, I'm going to live my life normally. Oh, I'm good. Great. Like, this is great. Um, and then we moved to California and I, why did you move to California? I wanted to, so in the school that I went to in the Pacific college, um, they had multiple campuses and I thought, well, if I'm going to like put all my eggs in this um, Chinese medicine basket, I'm going to have to quit my job and go to school full time. Yeah. I'm going to do that in California. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So we did, Josh and I, my husband, mm-hmm. Josh and I, um, we picked up, we left, we moved to California. Um, and that was a good experience and also a horrible experience oh, um, because I was for the first time, I, and again, this is very common in uh, the type of family dynamic that I was involved in. Codependency is a very real thing. Um, and I was so isolated. So like, it just like ripped me away from like the thing, the family, the people that I thought that I needed to create happiness for me. Yeah. When in reality, I'm the only one that can create happiness for me. So there was another layer there where I was like, okay, I'm getting more, I'm getting more feelings that like something's underneath all of this. And then we came back. Well, that's, I have a question about codependency. Oh, sure. Do you feel like that codependency stemmed from the um, experience you have with alcoholism? Yes. I think that that was modeled to me. That was modeled to you. Okay. Yes. So, yes. So I think that I saw it a lot and um, not just in my dynamic either. Like, I mean, we see that in a lot of family dynamics. Oh, a thousand percent. Right? So I'm seeing it everywhere. And um, I definitely took on several codependent traits. Yeah. Um, so that was just really, that was really difficult. Um, but I knew that I had to go back and I had to like get this worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. And I started, I went back to therapy. So I was like, you know, just, just it was a, it was one rotten apple in the in the bunch, and That's I'm so just good gonna, you gave it another shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna move on to the next. Um, and this was really where the inner child healing journey started, or 
really kicked off for me because she, this particular therapist really, we did um, something called EMDR, which is like, I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but I feel like I've heard of this. Yeah. It's like, um, it's really interesting. It's a type of, it's a type of technique where it has something to do with rapid eye movement. Um, and so originally I believe you were kind of going over a traumatic scenario and also moving the eyes rapidly. Um, something like that. That's not exactly how we did it. It's, it's kind of evolved over time from what I understand. So I would hold on to these sensors in my hands and they would buzz left, right, left, right, right. At at a particular type of, I don't know, cadence. And I would, I would kind of close my eyes, work through this traumatic memory, and then we would stop, take a break, talk about things that are coming up, talk about whatever, right? Like kind of dive into like, what is really the thing about this traumatic memory that gets you, mm. right? And so the whole idea is to desensitize. And so I, I worked through a ton of stuff and I started to get all of these major insights about, okay, this isn't just these things that I've experienced as an adult. Right. These are things that go back further. Mm-hmm. Let me think more about that. Um, and then I finished school. And then I moved to St. Charles. And so wait, you, you were in California. You mm-hmm. came back to Illinois. You started mm-hmm. this therapy. I, I will say this. I'm, I, I would like to think that because you were doing work when you were in California, like inner work, that that brought you to the right therapist. Absolutely. For the right, for the right therapy you needed. Absolutely. And I have um, a very good friend and mentor who is a psychic medium. And I met her there in California for the first time. And that was one of the things that she said. She said, I understand that it's difficult for you to be here, but you needed to feel what it felt like to remove yourself wow. from that space yeah. and, and know who you truly want to be in this world. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't, I didn't know her that well, right. but I was like, everything about that feels true, <laughs> feels deep in my soul and so true. So I went with it and I was like, yes, you're right. I, that's what I'm going to chalk it up to. It was not the right place for me to stay, but I needed to be here. Um, so yeah, so then I kind of, when we came back, I finished my doctorate in Chicago, um, going through this whole therapy process. I stopped. Um after I stopped school and passed all my boards, thank God, um, I took a job in St. Charles and oh. which led me to you. And then we fell in love and it's fine. Oh, we really did. <laughs> right. Well, also, I will say, I'm so glad that your journey brought you out here because I really do believe the work you are doing is changing lives just because of who you are. Thank you. I feel like you're a vessel, like a very humble vessel. You, I mean, I don't know. You don't, you don't make it about ego. I don't, this is my, you truly make it about like, you are a vessel of healing to, to bring healing to people. I appreciate you saying that. Oh, it's so true, Jenna. That's how I see you. And I see you in my mind. I love that. Thank you for saying that. Oh, you're welcome. So when I came out to St. Charles, um, well, Josh and I got married before, right before we moved to St. Charles, uh, 2019. And you've been together for since high school? Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Uh-huh. We we yeah, we were kind of like 
you know, we weren't serious in high school, but so I wouldn't say high school sweethearts, but we, (laughs) (laughs) we, um, we definitely, um, yeah, I mean, God, I think we've been dating for like 15 years at this point. So we still dating and you will date the rest of your life. I think we will. I think we will. So, yeah, so we got married. That was lovely. Um, and then we moved to St. Charles and, um, and then, as we all know, shortly after 2020 hit, boom, everything was crazy. Um, And so during this time, I started to see a naturopathic doctor um, and she was doing a type of medicine that is based off of frequency, which is something that I always wanted to get into. Um, So she essentially, God, it's so hard to explain. Well, how Um, how are you led to this naturopath? Like- so my very bestie bestie, um, her name is Dea. <laughs> I know you've met her. Um, she had met her somehow and was was had known her or whatever the case was. And she had been telling me for like three years, you've got to see this person. You've got to meet her. And also, ironically, her name is also Genevieve. And she was like, you've got to know her. She, her name is Genevieve. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, okay. So it finally just hit the time where it was right for me. And I went in. Um, Frequency. Frequency, all about frequency. frequency. And and the information that I gathered from her, the information that I gathered about myself, freaking mind-blowing, like totally mind-blowing. And of course there were, we went after some physical ailments that I was having. I was still struggling um, with some things. From the Bichettes. From the Bichettes, yep. Um, And I also found out through her as well that I had had Lyme disease for quite a long time. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. So, which I kind of had a feeling, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So, um, so that was enlightening. Um, And then I also had toxic mold exposure. So yeah, I just kind of had like a triple whammy there. Um, And so you know, I remember her saying like, how are you functioning? Right. And I'm not to be funny, but I was just thinking that I would assume that Lyme would completely trigger the Bichettes. Totally. And the mold would completely trigger the Lyme. Like it all just triggers each other. Yeah, exactly. But I had worked my ass off to like completely change my lifestyle. And I, I mean, I was, some people felt that I was a bit extreme but I had to be. Oh yeah. And it's for exactly that reason. And I told her that and she was like, "Well, this is probably a testament to being a little bit extreme because if you hadn't been God, I don't even know. I don't even know where you would be." So it was va- it was validating. Well, can I just say this? I just saw this the other day on something that found me on Instagram, but I love that it said this that it's funny in our culture that we consider a diet eating whole foods. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yes. what we consider diet culture is just eating real Whole foods right. like, <laughs> that come from, from the ground, ground right? <laughs> or, or meat, or um, you know, whole milks and whole cheeses. Like that's so interesting that now that's considered a diet, but that's not a that's not, not a diet. That's what heals, yes. I believe. Food heals. I one hundred percent. When you say that, I'm like, thank thank goodness you were so you chose to listen to your body and be extreme or however, I don't think it's extreme. I think you were listening to yourself. I agree. I think it felt extreme to a lot of people, but to me doing all the other things, like, you know, I, I was being given options of like immunosuppressant therapy and things like that, where they were telling me, well, you know, this will help, this might help. Um, and you could also have all these major issues that go along with it and these side effects. And you could also be infertile and da, da, oh, da, 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 da. Did so, anyone ever suggest to you, well, 
I'm assuming that you went down a deep dive yourself to find out the foods that could heal your Okay. Yes, exactly. All yeah. Right. And so, and so this particular naturopathic doctor, Genevieve, she helped me a lot with oh, that and great. like really streamlined the process. So I had worked with her. Um, so as we got through the physical ailments, we started getting to the emotional yeah. and this was where it really got interesting. Um, because and this is 2020. This was 2020. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so our world is changing. Yeah. Everything is shifting. Right. Um, and, um, it was scary. It was anxiety inducing. There was a lot of unknowns, right? But I was getting this really interesting information from her and we were doing this. Um, it's a, a type of homeopathic that helps to, um, helps your body to let go of trauma that it has harbored for a long time. And it was so interesting to me because she was able to help me identify at what age did you experience these emotions? Where might they be stored in your body? And it started to dawn on me that nothing that I was experiencing physically um, was unrelated to what I had experienced emotionally. Oh, wow. And and even things like, you know, because I think when it comes to trauma, we have to define what really is trauma. Right. So I think when we think about it, we think something very severe, major accident, violence, right? Like things like that. Yes, that is traumatic. Absolutely. But also there are these smaller traumas like being made fun of at school mm -hmm. or, you oh, know what I yep. mean? Like little things like that. Um, little behaviors um, at home that bothered you, but weren't necessarily like malicious. Right. Yeah. And so she really opened my eyes to that. And we started doing this like homeopathic type stuff. And, and then I got even a layer deeper into that inner child healing okay. um, because I started to realize, whoa, I have all of these things that are coming up that I like n haven't even thought about um, or like don't even remember. Mm -hmm. And yet I would do this homeopathic therapy with her and I would have these dreams about the scenario. Um, fortunately for me, I love writing. And so I've had a journal since I was like six years old. And mm -hmm. I would sometimes go back to my old journals because she would tell me like, okay, what was going on around age 13? And I'm like, I don't know. Like there are a million things. I don't right. know. And so I would go back to my journal and sure enough, there would be something in there that I could tell really bothered me at that time. And I'd be oh, like, wow. oh, this is the thing. Right. So that was kind of helpful. Um, so I started going deeper into inner child healing and I started to look further into that, get more information about that, read books as much as I could while also developing my adult skill sets and my intuitive skill sets, um, my psychic skill sets, because these are just otherworldly things that I didn't know what to do with either. So just um, a quick question. So as you are unearthing this inner child healing, is there anything that you're noticing in your life that is shifting or relationships that are shifting or think, you, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yes, girl. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that the first and foremost, my family relationships had to shift, okay. right? There needed to be boundaries in some places. There needed to be more like kindness and compassion yeah. in some places too, and yeah. more understanding because not only was I understanding my own inner child, I was understanding everybody else's. Oh, and that's such a, right? I feel like that's such a moment when you can step back and have such a level of compassion for people 
and understand we really are all in this together. Absolutely. You know, hurt people, hurt people. Absolutely. Heal people, heal people. Yes. So, yes. And it's not easy. It's not easy. It's really not. And it's such a, le- it's a different level. Like it's almost like I, a different dimension, I would say. Like you have totally. to unearth so many things we've learned. You have to unlearn so much in order to see that way. Exactly. Exactly. So I had to, and I think that's kind of the, that's kind of the part of inner child healing that's so hard is the unlearning, the unlearning, yeah. right? Because my what I started to what I started to do a lot of was um, because of course when I'm doing these these different therapies and and of course acupuncture, right? That mm-hmm. unearths a lot of trauma too. It so does. I'm doing my own acu. I'm doing either doing it to myself or getting it done um, from friends. And what I started to have was old memories come up that were not so pleasant and um, feeling um, angry and agitated with certain people that I grew up with or, you know, whatever the case was. And I really had to sit with that and think about that and where those feelings really came from because it wasn't from today necessarily. Right. Um, And so you, you do start to go back. And so I started to, when I would have those moments come up, I was reading something at some point saying, take a moment to take a breath and close your eyes and see yourself as a child in that situation and see yourself as an adult, walk into that situation and tell yourself as a child, what's really right here. Right. So like I would do all these meditations of like seeing myself as a child being bullied for or for whatever reason or or, you know, getting my feelings hurt at home or whatever the case was. And I would watch myself or imagine myself as an adult walking in and saying, Jenna, it's okay. You're just a kid. You deserve to be here. I love you. Right. Like all of these things. And it's like it's so intense it's so hugely yeah it's but it's healing and it's hard because then you just think like well why did nobody say that to me right so there's a lot of emotions there's a there's anger there's shame there's pain there's frustration but there's also compassion and love and like it's it's and gratitude too you know so there's there's it's a whirlwind i feel like when you go through that Um, And then I started to put like pictures of myself as a kid up around and I would like talk to her, right? Like just, just like your photo. Are you you there, Jenna? It's me, Genevieve. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yes. Right. And I would, I would talk to her and even still um, um, my husband and I both have pictures of us as children up on our fridge. So do I. I love it. Yeah. Same with me, Mike and I. I think that's, I think that's important to Remember who we were. Well, remember who we are. I take Absolutely. that back. Remember who we are. Who we are. Because who we are. That is exactly yeah. it. I think that when we're children, we are the purest and the most full of light and joy and kindness that we will ever be. And then when you move into adulthood, you get jaded. Oh yeah. You get hurt. You get traumatized. This is this is the human experience, right? Suffering is part of the human experience. And so I think it's funny because as adults, we get so far away, especially in American culture, from that childhood version of us. Have you ever seen kids talk to each other? They're they are yeah. fearless. Like yeah, they would they be like, are. Hi, Jenna, would you be my friend? Yeah. What are you doing on Friday? <laughs> Do you want to spend the night? Right. 
what do you eat? Do you eat pizza? Okay. Like they're so fearless. So fearless. So just like open. They'll just like (laughs) say it like, and then you'd be like, no, I'm gluten-free. Cool. Yeah. Are your parents together? Right. Minor divorce. (laughs) I just thought, I can't take too much credit. I thought, but it's so true. They're so fearless. And I, you're right. We are so, we get so jaded, especially in American culture. Absolutely. Not to side, I will say this is a sideline. I think something that I'm hoping is coming back to in American culture is I feel like a big reason that we, we move so far in that direction is we don't have villages anymore. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I love when they say it takes a village. It actually does take a village, totally. no matter what your village is and who you choose your village to be. Like you can choose the beautiful friends around you. Like, but we're, we moved away from that for so long and now we're starting to move back. I agree. I totally agree. And I think that this is part of that journey because yeah. how can you function as a village when everybody in your village is freaking wounded yes and you know (laughs) and right and then like and then letting those wounds project onto others yes so everybody in that village has to take a look at their hurt what Mm. what hurt them right like even if it wasn't much or even if it was a lot and that is that's up to everybody to decide when that's appropriate how to do that yeah um, and how to, and the, the avenues in which you go down to be supported in that. But everybody deserves to get back to that yes. pureness and that joy as a child. Did, um, when you spoke to child Jenna, did she ever respond? She, she would respond sometimes. She would respond, you know, in some of like my meditations. Sometimes I feel like she would ask me the questions that she really wanted to ask the adults in her life at that time, but felt like she couldn't. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, just, just also give love back to me, which Mm. was like an interesting thing of like me loving myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, My child self loving my adult self instead of just like my adult self loving my child self. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think there was, there was a lot of really cool moments that I had in like meditative times. And I, I actually used to, there was, there was one, this was actually recently within the last year I used to, when I was really upset as a kid, like I can, it's like, I can still feel like exactly how it felt to be in these situations. I had like my little like twin day bed in my bedroom, (laughs) like, you know, and I can just remember like laying in that and I was probably more like middle school age. So uh, not like a young, young child. Um, And I would see myself in a white dress and it it was like a big field of daisies, white Mm. daisies. And there was always this big weeping willow tree. I don't know why that was just where my brain would go. And, and I would run through the field and I thought that was so fun. And then I would like lay back and all the daisies would hold me up like with their little petals and I would just lay there and like look up at the sky and look up at the clouds. And I had this, and I hadn't thought about that for a really long time. Cause once I got into high school, I kind of got away from that imagery, but I remember thinking about it all the time and like just sitting in my room bored or sad or whatever yeah. the case was and running that through my head. 
And within the last year, I was again doing like immersing myself in a meditative experience. And I saw that scene come up and I was immediately like, I know exactly where I am. And so I was like, I'm just, and I'm, I'm adult me. I'm in my white dress. It's like, you know, I had like evolved here and I'm walking through the daisies and I was like, I know what to do. Um, (laughs) But before I fell back in the daisies, I saw like a person come into frame, I guess, um, the frame of my brain. And um, this person, I don't know. I, I guess I would call them an angel. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of angels. I think you're always, I, I believe you're always surrounded by angels and many of them. I love And very cool angels. I love that. I agree. Same for you. Oh, thank you. Um, So I would call this being an angel and they said, don't you see what this is? And I said, no, (laughs) I mean, yes, I, this is my daisy field. And they said, every single one of these daisies are one of your worries that you had and look how beautiful they are now. Oh my gosh. Yes. And then I fell back into my daisies and the daisies held me up and I was like, what? I didn't even know that I was creating this in my mind. Right. But it was such a, an amazing metaphor for like how stuff gets hard And like we experience these really hard, difficult things. And yet you can take those things, you can integrate those things, and then you can learn and grow from those things, right? Like they never leave. Those daisies never left. They just grew and they transformed into something beautiful and supportive. Oh yeah. So supportive. I, um, I like to think of it and I, and I want to use this word very carefully, but I always like to think of it as um, a beautiful way to coexist with your trauma. Yes. But I want to be careful with that word and just say like, you almost, you can say like, I know you tried to protect me for so long with all the things you, you know, you were manifesting my body, but I want you to know like, you're welcome now to sit with me where I am and protect me like the daisies. Totally, totally, right? And And I think that's, Part of the unlearning is unlearning that you're not safe in your body. Oh yeah. Right. And that's kind of the thing with autoimmune too. Um, Bichette's is autoimmune. I, I have collected a couple other autoimmune on the, on the way. Um, you have, I have. Yeah. But I don't, um, I don't, I don't know. I like, I show the symptoms of it, mm-hmm. but it's not consistent. So I don't know that I've bought into that fully. Okay. Um, I have technical diagnoses and that's, that's about it. My brain does not diagnose me with multiple autoimmune, <laughs> but, but think about autoimmune, right? Like, what is that? Well, a very basic sense of the phrase is um, your immune system fighting against itself. I hate that. I don't yeah. buy that. I think that our bodies are so intelligent and so amazing and our immune systems don't just stop working and fight ourselves like that doesn't happen we are evolved beings and our bodies are freaking magical and we have been told this lie that they're not and so part of part of that unlearning is you know that inner child process is to unlearn the idea that you don't know anything 
because children know everything. They do know everything. Right? And that you don't understand your body or the world because they freaking do. Yeah. More so than a lot of adults, I think. Um, and that you are not safe in your body. Yeah. You are always safe in your body. And your body is not betraying you. It just is calling for help and saying, please help me. <laughs> Something's not right. Um, and that's what I think autoimmune is. That's what I think all disease is. Did you ever read Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life? Have you ever heard? Of yes, okay. I love Louise Hay. I don't know if I read that I one. have the book. Anytime you want to borrow it. I, I actually referenced it today. Um, I, I, It was when, so this is like at the way beginning, this is like 2005 when I had seen a therapist and she had introduced me to this book. And I don't think at the time I knew how to handle the book. I was handling it on a very surface level, mm. but it is truly all about that. Like that everything comes from, she calls it dis disease. Like mm. she splits it up yeah. and you can go in the back and it was written in like 2000, but you can go in the back and look up any, any you, you can look up anything. I don't know if Bichette's is in there, but you can look up something like um, psoriasis or like I, I looked up things for myself, like migraines. And it tells you the, the thought pattern behind it. And then the thought pattern to say to release yourself from that. Oh yeah, I have. Okay. I feel like I've, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yes, I have seen that. I looked up a couple of things that were very on point. Right. Right. It's, it's very, I, it's very on point. Yeah, it is. And I think that's so true. I, I think in Chinese medicine, there are some schools of thought that believe that most pain, chronic pain, chronic illness conditions come from an emotional root. Mm, yeah. And I think that's really true. I agree. Um, it's a hundred percent true yeah, for me. I mean, it, yeah. Right. Like I know that was certainty. Um, and so I think that, you know, it was important for me to go on that journey, to talk to the younger version of myself, to evolve and to like ultimately let myself get back to being childlike. Mm. Like, that's what I feel like my new goal is right oh. now is like, how can I be more like little Jenna? How can Genevieve be more like little Jenna? Right. Because like she was freaking cool <laughs> and she just like lived her best life no matter what. And I don't always feel like I'm doing that because of like adult things, oh, right? Yeah, like absolutely. the responsibilities and the, you know, all of the things that we kind of internalize and our perspective around our culture is like, I have to do this thing. Oh, yes. I have to, you know, and it's and like you have to sucks. pay to live. Yes. And that how does sucks. that make any sense? That sucks. Right. Like I, it's like my new goal is to get back to the carelessness yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe like the carefree. Yes. That's not a word, but like it is. No, now. no. I like that word. Right. Like I just want to let it go. Like I just want to let it go and let life happen. But that's like, very hard for Genevieve. I think you're doing it. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I've just, I would say over the last couple of years, just seeing your journey, I could see it in your face. Thank like you. you. look very peaceful. Oh, well, I, I mean, that's like the best you do. compliment you look, I can like get. You look, your eyes look peaceful. <laughs> Thank you. You know, like there's a lot, there's, um, you just look peaceful, which is really great, but that's a hard journey, Jenna. Yeah. It's, and I think it's hard because you can choose not to do it but you actually chose to do it, which is even harder. Yes. I almost feel like I didn't have a choice. Really? You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like I, like your body wouldn't let you not. Okay. Wouldn't let me not unless I wanted to live a completely debilitated life for the rest of my life. And that's what I thought it was going to be at first. And now I have 100% confidence that my body is 
resilient mm-hmm. and healthy and knows what to do in Absolutely. any situation. And that doesn't mean that I don't hit situations that ail me because mm-hmm. I do. And I still do have flares. Um, and I still have things that come up that are stressful. And I have events that will trigger physical manifestation. Okay. But the difference is I have the tools now. I know how to, and instead of my first thought being, how can I chase this symptom? It's, mm. let me check in with myself. Yes. What am I suppressing? What have I not dealt oh. with here? And almost every single time there's something, <laughs> you oh, know, absolutely. right. And so I can think that through and be like, okay, I do need to address this symptom because I need to be functional in the world. I want to be functional, but I also need to address this thing that I've been ignoring, this feeling yeah. that I've put aside for my other responsibilities, because that is my number one priority is checking in and feeling, feeling the end. <laughs> you know, well, um, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but I have to remind myself, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Exactly. So like you have to check in with your spirit. And another thing I've learned through my journey, and I'm, it sounds exactly like what you did, what you just said about feeling everything is I used to hate the term, get over it. Mm. Like if people would say like, get over it. But if you really think about that, that's not helpful because in order to actually heal, you have to feel everything, at least in my experience. Yes. You have to feel everything, like the pain, like you have to sit in the pain and the grief and the sadness and the anger, like all those um, emotions you described that were coming up when you were going through your healing and you sure. didn't know where they were coming from. Sure. You ha- I, I would firmly believe we have to sit in those things. Kind of like when you went to California and it wasn't for you. Yes. But you, like your friend said, like you have to be out here. I think when we actually go through something instead of going and getting over it, that's where the true magic happens. I agree. It's like our spiritual selves reimmerse, and they're like, thank you for showing up finally. Like right? this is, I've been waiting for you. Absolutely. That's such a great insight. I, I think, you know. I just, I hate that term. And I was told that you. a lot. I mean, I think that's just my parents' generation. Like they didn't know what else to say, right? Like, but they would say, right. get, you know, oh, just get over it. Just right. get over it. But I right. hope Move I would on. never say that to anyone. Right. Like, please go through it. Yes. Go through it. Integrate it. <laughs> Integrate it. <laughs> swim in it. Right. 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 But come up for air every once yes, in a while. Yes. Come up for air. Right? Make sure you're taking care of yourself. But think about like when you're saying get over it, the image in my mind is like, building a bridge over all of your pain and just trying to walk yeah. over it. Yep. But it's still down there oh, yeah. and eventually it's going to flood your bridge. And then, right. And that's then you're, beautiful. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it, you know, and then your body's going to be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I didn't, I got over all that. And it's like, well, yes, but it's not, it didn't lead you to where you thought you were going to go. Right. Yeah. Um, and it certainly didn't work for me. So yeah, I just, so, so, that was three years ago. So how, like, how, how has the journey been since 2020 and meeting this naturopath? And is it just a constant, beautiful journey? It is a constant, beautiful <laughs> journey. You know, it's a constant, beautiful, is it constantly and consistently beautiful yeah. journey? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, more insights, more, the more I work on myself, the more I learn. And I am at the ripe young age of 32. And I think what that- a great age. Yeah, I think that it's it's an interesting time in my life because a lot of things are changing and shifting and I've made a lot of shifts in my career, a lot of shifts in my home, a lot of shifts, really every foundational thing that I ever thought I could rely on is no longer. And that's okay. That's okay. That is absolutely okay, Jenna. Yeah, because I think it needed to happen because I needed to evolve. 
Mm. So through that, and I, and again, it's that unlearning, right? Because if we never change, we never change, we like, never change. right? Like it's, it, and I, I want to continue to change and evolve to be the best version of myself, my favorite version of myself, mm. right? Like not the perfect version because she does not exist. Um, oh, and perfection is such a horrible term. Yeah. I, I hope that soon we let go of that term in our um, vocabulary because there's so much beauty in the everyday flubs. I agree. I totally, I like love that I word Like when I said typos. Yeah. Like I love that I did that because <laughs> right. I was just excited to type something. Right. You know, there's, there's a lot right. of beauty in imperfection. I completely agree. I completely agree. And I love um, like Brene Brown, right? The oh, gifts of imperfection. Yeah. I freaking adore her, you know? And so like you read stuff like that and you're like, I don't, I don't need to be perfect. I just need no. to be me. And maybe that's, that's it. Like, that's just it. Right. Oh, you're great. Thank you. And I do feel like it's funny as, as you said that I almost had this image of, of adult Genevieve and um, little Jenna in her white dress, just like walking hand in hand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a beautiful image. I should, I should check in with her one of these days she needs I think she might be here with us I know and I think I think she I'm hoping she's enjoying this podcast yeah. please please subscribe and rate little Jenna yeah right if she was here she'd be taking over <laughs> I loved a good microphone moment oh uh, little Jenna so did little it. Mary <laughs> yeah no wonder we're here right yes, now no wonder we're friends <laughs> right I think she really appreciates it Jenna I, I really mean so. that like that. So. I don't say this to be, to be light or diminish anything, but I feel like you doing this work is such a, I want a different word for brave. It's hard work. And it's, mm. it's, it's really, um, I mean, you did really hard work. Like, wait, uh, oh my gosh, I can picture her name. She, the first time I heard Brene Brown was on because I was listening, no, it's not Brene Brown. It's this, um, Glennon Doyle. Do you know oh, Glennon Doyle? I freaking love her and her, podcast. her podcast. You can do hard yes. things. I say that to myself on a, on a daily basis. Yes. But the, the work you've done, Jenna, I mean, it's amazing. I'm not just saying that, like, it's amazing. Again, you could have avoided it your whole life. Sure. But that's really incredible that you've done, you're doing it. Thank you. I am doing it and I encourage other people to do it. And now I... I'm a guide for people that are doing it. And that's a huge responsibility, right? And I, but I am so honored that people let me step into that space with them mm -hmm. and remind them every single time I see them, your body can heal itself. Yes. Your soul is a beautiful thing that is not imperfect. You are a beautiful light being on this earth. Mm -hmm. You deserve to be here all of your feelings belong, right? Like all of these things that I feel like that, if, if just a little bit of my external validation reminds somebody that they're freaking awesome, great. I'm gonna just spew it as much as I can, right? Um, and, do. and then throw a couple acupuncture needles in there too. <laughs> well, you do. I mean, how would you say, so it's 2023 and looking back at 2014 in a span of nine years, mm. like, are you in amazement and awe that you've been on such a journey? Absolutely. Like that you're, that you're here now. Okay. Absolutely. I never, if you went back to that version of me and said, this is what your life is going to look like. I would have never guessed it. I would have never guessed it. Um, 
because it was such a scary time. I couldn't see beyond my own fear and anxiety, right? So that was where all my decision-making was coming from. And when you just, when you make decisions based off of fear and anxiety and those, those, you know, root chakra, Mm -hmm. lower, you know, like survival needs really, um, you're not going to get to where you want to go. Right. And so I think this is where faith comes in trust, right? Like you've got to trust, you've got to trust that you're being led somewhere and you've got to trust your gut, trust yourself, trust your vision for where you want to go. And it is not easy. Oh my God. It's not easy because you're going to hit so many bumps and every bump you hit, you're going to say, I'm doing this wrong. Yeah. I am effing this up right now. Like what? I don't get it. I'm, I'm trusting but it's meant to happen. The bump is meant to be there, right? Because it's going to teach you something. There's no better Mm. growth moment than a struggle. (laughs) So, so true. Right. I mean, I, I hope it's okay to say this. I mean, I've seen in your life, I was in awe when you opened up your own practice and how quickly it happened. I mean, I was in awe. I'm not just saying that. Like you made it look so easy. Oh my gosh. Thank and you I know for was, saying and that. I know it wasn't, but <laughs> it, it just, wasn't. it was almost like one day I was laying on your table, pondering life, you have needles <laughs> stuck in me. And I, and, and I, and I remember you, maybe were, that you were thinking it was at the stage of like, oh, maybe I'll do this. And I feel like it was a week later, you opened up, you had this beautiful new space, um, yeah. uh, the sacred earth holistic, mm-hmm. um, what a beautiful name, the concept, the way, the way you live, the way the way that you and Josh and your practice show up for this community is beyond. Thank you for saying I, that. See, and I think because you're in it, you don't see it, but I'm t- I really did. I felt like it was a week. I was it, like, oh, that's amazing. It kind of was. That's a manifestation right there. It kind of was, right? But this is the perfect example though. Yeah. Like you trusted. You know, we trusted. We took a big leap of faith in a lot of in a lot of directions in our lives. And that was one of them. It all came together very quickly, which was affirming to me yeah. that it was the right thing. And it also didn't come without its challenges, right? Oh, right. Absolutely. Like not everything that we wish for is going to be just like blissful and easy and that's okay. Too. And nor should it. No. And I think there, like, there's a misconception and I, I would say, I think there's a misconception about struggle in life. Um, and I don't know that it's, that it's terrible if, they, if you're being punished, if you're struggling. Sure. Right. Yes. Oh my God. Pet your children. Yes. I told you about her. Yes. Okay. I love Pema Chodron. Everybody listening should read Pema Chodron's books. Um, she always says, um, pain is not your punishment and pleasure is not your reward. Ooh. Right. Yes. And I think about that all the time because when something goes wrong, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What's my karma? Yes. What am I, how did I mess up here? Right. Like, why did I make this decision? This wasn't right. Why did I not know that? And then I remember her pain is not your punishment. Oh, okay. Right. I'm going to look that up after this. Yes. She's the best. Um, is there, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to share about your inner child healing? Otherwise I have some pretty, pretty cool questions to ask. Yeah, no, please ask away. (laughs) Um, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Of course. I feel like I learned a lot. Like that was really inspiring. Just listening to you talk about, I wish I had known you back then. I would have like hugged you and I wanted, I would, you know, been your friend, but I'm so glad we met now. And I don't know, I've just taken a lot out of this. Um, okay, Jenna, my first question is, what has your story taught you about yourself and life? Oh man. And this, like whatever comes first, whatever comes, like the first thing that comes. Yeah, well, I think, and I, I kind of touched on a little bit, but I think I have learned 
that I have incredible resiliency. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I used to think that about myself. Um, I think that I am a cancer son. I knew you. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I was going to say that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of emotions involved in that. And I think when, when and, and my other cancer sons will know, and, and especially cancer moons, like God love you. Um, <laughs> because we get, when we get hit with struggles, it's like a 50 pound weight on our backs. Whereas maybe like, Everybody that gets hit with struggles has a weight on their back. But I think sometimes it's heavier for others because we can't let go of the yeah. past. And so the resiliency that I have had to, be, to, to remind myself and learn that I can take those weights off anytime I want. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's really the biggest thing, that I am a resilient being, that I am, that I am brave. But that bravery usually comes with a lot of fear. Yeah. The fear and then doing it anyways. Like that's the bravery, right? I've heard I've heard several people say that. And um, so that's okay too. And then I've learned that I have a weird amount of strength. Um, not just emotional strength either, like physical strength, because my body. <laughs> has been through oh, such yeah. hell. It really has. And I have I, I didn't realize what a high pain tolerance I had and how much I was willing to endure and without saying anything too until I started seeing patients and they were telling me how god awful their pain was. And I was thinking, Yeah, I've been through that. Yeah. I've been through that. Like I remember it being painful, but I just I muscled through. And I started to realize more and more, like, that was not, like, that's not an award you should win, (laughs) you know? Like, you don't want to muscle through. Um, So I, I, and I remember feeling like this very meek and um, like, you know, like fragile little being and how like oppressive that felt to me. And then just one day understanding very deeply you're freaking strong girl. Like get up, get up, do the things you got this. And then I just started doing it. And I was like, Oh my God, I actually, like, I can do, I like, I, I, we ordered opening our business. We ordered something, we ordered a, a sideboard or something and they were like 80 pounds each. And of course the delivery got messed up. I had to go pick them up at like a FedEx location or whatever. <laughs> it was so crazy. And I was by myself and I didn't realize they were that heavy. So I just freaking hulked out and like carried these 80 pound and I haven't lifted a weight in like a million years. So anyways, this is just, no, all, I love this that, is all. That's, like, that's so, so great. Right? I'm like outside of FedEx, like sweating, <laughs> but I did it and I got it in my car and I came home and I told my husband, Josh, I did this by myself. And he was like, well, let me help you. And and kind of ha- had another moment of validation where he was like, oh my God, these are so <laughs> damn heavy. I'm like, I know, right? Um, so yeah, I think that I also have, I've learned that I have a lot of strength as oh well. Oh my gosh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that vision. That, <laughs> um, okay, so this is actually my favorite question of all. How does your story inspire you to show up in this world? Oh, I think my story has led me to being in the healing arts, mm. right? Yes, I mean, it has. everything that I witnessed along the way has been an inspiration to me. 
everything that I have gone through, I'm now watching other people go through and can deeply understand and have compassion and empathy for yeah um, because i did it or am doing it still you are doing it right and so so that is that is the biggest way that this story has led me to showing up and i really do have so much gratitude for that for that because i think i don't know what i would have if i didn't have that right like i feel like that was really it's it's really easy to when you're going through a lot of really difficult stuff and you feel like your body is just falling apart yes. and your mind and your heart and everything is just falling apart to not feel purposeful to mm-hmm. not know why you're here yeah. to have some really dark dark thoughts honestly and so then to get out of that and have a very clear purpose and to see these people come through and and talk about the things that you've been talking about um or experiencing the things that you've been experiencing and have just a little glimmer of wisdom or even just to like bounce ideas like sometimes my patients come in and they're like have you ever heard of this thing and i'm like no i'm gonna look (laughs) into that right so like it's it's just back to the whole village idea yeah like that is what i that's how I'm trying to show up is to create community around helping people to know that we are amazing creatures on this earth and that we all deserve to live in our best health, whatever that may look like. Yeah. Um, and that's what I want to well, do every day for the rest of my life. Well, you do. And I, <laughs> I do want to share this story because it's actually one of my favorite. I'm so grateful for this moment with you. And I've had a couple of them. And I, I always want to be so proud of sharing this. And I haven't shared it with a lot of people, but now I'm hoping to share it with millions of people listening. I love it. Um, I just, I remember it was, I don't, I think it was maybe a year and a half ago, but it was a particular session that I came in and I, it, it, I didn't even ask. And you just mentioned like, I hope it's okay to say this, but I just want to let you know, like your dad is here and you're, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you knew it was that my, it was my grandmother on my mom's side, but there mm-hmm. was this moment of, I've never had that kind of peace before. Mm. Like they, t- I only remember this because I grew up really Catholic and like understanding the Bible, but they always talked about in the Bible, like the peace that passes all understanding. And it was like, when you yeah. shared that, that my dad was there in the room and that I, my grandma was there and that like I had angels around me. I had this like peace that surpassed all understanding. Mm. And it was because of you, like you chose to bring that, you know, um, that moment. And then it sticks with me. Cause I'm like, Oh my, I, I do feel my dad around. And I, yeah. Um, but you, I almost feel like you opened that door. So I, I knew he was really here. And like, sure. you said something about something that he had maybe said, I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, that, that is something my dad would say, yeah. you know, and I appreciate that so much. And that's how you showed up. I mean, you showed up for me in so many ways, but I want to be proud of that story. That is, that, that was a gift that day. That that was an incredible gift. And I will carry that with me. Cause I think we're all connected. I agree. Um, no matter if we're on earth or not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what is earth? I mean, we can deep yeah. dive in ep- like the next episode. <laughs> right. Um, but I really appreciate you sharing all that today, Jenna. This has been such yeah. a pleasure having you. I can't wait to have you back. And I we'll would talk love about, to. Oh yeah, I'd love to have you back and we'll talk about all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll just bring like a, a notebook next time I go see you. Um, but thank you for being here. Okay, so Jenna, yeah. where can people find you, find your work? And I, you also have a beautiful podcast I that do. I'd love for you to talk about. So where can they find that? Yeah, so we are, you can find us online. Um, our website is sacredearthholistic.com. 
Um, you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then our podcast is called The Sacred Scoop. And you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or um, any other podcast streaming. And I will share that all in the show notes. And I highly encourage people. The podcast is incredible. I've listened to two episodes. Thank you. Um, Oh, abs- oh, Jenna, absolutely. You're very brave. So I'm telling you, I think, I think the more we have genuine, unashamed, okay, I'll say this. I think the more we have conversations that it's okay to admit there was shame in it, right? Like yes. it's, it's okay for me to be like, you know what? This was a lot of shame. Yes. And not pretend like we're not ashamed. Like, oh, I'm so excited to do this. No, right. I, I almost threw up before I did this, right. but <laughs> right. I want to share this because like, I just, it's almost coming from a place of really compassion. Yes. It's not a coming from a place of like anger and you want to get revenge on people. It's a place no. of like, I want compassion. I want others to understand that you can walk through life like this and Absolutely. see it through a different lens. Absolutely. Um, well, I just want to say thank you for listening today. And I hope that the stories that Jenna shared help you feel supported, seen, and heard. And if you have a story to share, please submit to I'm so glad you asked podcast at gmail.com. Please follow us on Instagram at I'm so glad you asked podcast. I'm so glad you asked as part of the Trident Network. And to learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. This episode was produced and edited by Josh Finfrock.